Oh, I love this movie. I haven't seen it. You haven't seen this movie? <laughs> We had so much bread. We had pizza, pizza and and little and and that's the pop of a Lacroix. Lacroix, which how do you say it? I know there's like Lacroix is technically how everybody says it. Right. My mom is furious because Lacroix. I think we've talked about this actually. <laughs> it's it's a French word. We're Americans. Isn't it? We can't fucking be bothered by some I don't hoity toity French word. At any rate, we're gassy. <laughs> we. If there's any uh, outbursts of That's... gas, please excuse us because so we are we are loaded up with We're bread loaded and up fizzy water. With bread, fizzy water, and feelings <laughs> about our movie for this week. That's right. Um, let's catch up, though. Okay. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm sad. I'm okay, though. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, because this last weekend, and this is why it took an extra week for us to get this out... Uh, was my grandma's memorial service. Yes. Um, she was my last living grandparent. And it was super sad, but it was super wonderful at the same time. And actually, one thing that's really cool, actually, is at the farm that is like my grandparents' farm, mm-hmm. there's these two big birdhouses that are on posts next to a totem pole. One of them holds my grandfather's ashes, and the other one now holds my grandmother's ashes. Right. And it was very sweet. It was like in the middle of this medicine wheel that they've created at the farm, which if you don't know what a medicine wheel is, I'm not going to tell you. Look it up. Um, (laughs) But during the entire service, some bird had already made its home in my grandpa's house Mm. in the bird nest. So the whole time during the service, there's this bird going in and out of this birdhouse going, what the fuck are all these people doing here? <laughs> it's like if your neighbor started having a house party and right. you didn't know about it and <laughs> you have no control over it. Um, but the service was lovely. Uh, travel was so rough. Yeah. It was a rough time. It's uh, always rough to go to the Midwest. It is. I found. I, yeah. The one time I've I, been. I don't know why. <laughs> I've gone many go times, back. and it's always rough <clears throat> going to the middle part of the country. Flying I don't, into Chicago, period, it's is just Chicago, I don't Chicago, understand. Chicago, and why did they make that one the big one? Like, big let's hub. pick the city Chicago, called the Chicago, Windy City right. for all of our airplanes to fly into. It's like being so close to like, Lake Michigan. I imagine yeah. is where you get all that weird weather. Yep. Anyways, uh, so that was hard, and I'm still adjusting to being in New York, but I feel like I'm getting back. I yelled at somebody for trying to get into the subway too early, so I'm like, okay, I'm I'm getting I'm getting my way back. Like they cut you off, or no? Like they like when the doors open oh. and you're supposed to go out, but you're supposed to wait for everybody for to everybody exit. To come out, right? It's like if someone was trying to pull out of their parking spot. And someone came and blocked you from doing it. And you're like, I need to get out of my parking spot. And they're like, but I need the spot. Yeah, but I need the spot. It's right. like, that's not. Everyone's clamoring to get a seat. This is how ridiculous you look. Right. The ball's on some of these New Yorkers, man. Yes. Good. How are you? I'm well. Uh, I was in Los Angeles this last weekend. That's for right. reasons pretty much the exact opposite of yours I in know. Chicago. Um, while Megan was uh, in Chicago, I was in Los Angeles. Uh, the Texture of Falling had our, uh, I guess, our West Coast premiere there. Yes. 
Um, big Los Angeles screening at the Ricardo Montalban Theater downtown. Hello, this is Ricardo Montalban. Which also, <laughs> Ben's movie is now available to rent or buy on Correct. Amazon. It is uh, available on video on demand on Amazon. Uh, so rent or buy The Texture of Falling. Um, the Texture of Falling. Greatly appreciated. It's <clears throat> it's like Inception with more BDSM. <laughs> I've told some of the people at work about the movie, but they always like mispronounce it when they ask me what the title is again. Okay. Yeah, and what they're like, they "Okay." One one lady today was like, "Okay, the the feeling of falling." <laughs> <clears throat> I'm like, "No, that's vertigo." Falling uh, with falling. And then autumn with falling. Another guy, Steve, he called it like the the oh, I forget what it was, but I lulled really loud. Lulled. Yeah, oh, it was God. it was a guffaw moment. But um, anyhow, we had our LA screening at the Montalban. It went really well. Packed place. We had a lot of uh, uh, press and photographers and about two hundred people in attendance. Tone of Arc, who's a very well known international DJ, was there on oh, site. Cool. Oh, that's right. Music. Yeah. Um, these guys had like. A bar and a snack bar and like a burger joint on the roof of this theater. And you guys like it was a rooftop theater <laughs> yeah. and it was kind of like silent disco where you had to have like the headphones. Yeah, yeah, on. the headphones just because of the traffic outside and everything. Um, there was a good contingent of my Portland, Oregon friends who live in LA who mm-hmm. were in attendance. Yeah, it went really well. It was the second time I saw the movie. And... Right. So now having seen it the first time, yeah. which I saw it with you, and we were both kind of like. So now that you've seen it a second time, did you feel any different about it? I felt like I knew that I knew what I was in for, of course, just because I had seen it already. So I felt like there was a little bit less pressure because the New York screening was the first time I'd seen the movie. Right. So I'm like, I don't really know what to expect here. (laughs) (laughs) What did they leave me? What what am I holding on to now? I'm Banking Whose the Ferris pants wheel. are these? Right. The second time I felt much, much better. There was Good. just far less pressure. Good. I'm proud of the work that I had done and Good. what I accomplished, and I love the movie. In fact, I think it'll be debated and mulled over for years to come. <laughs> But I hope uh, Maria keeps creating and writing and... So, and I will say, like, and this is total honesty, like, the the movie, I don't think it was bad. It was just not my slice of pie. Sure. But I will say that she, Maria, is a wonderful cinematographer yeah as far as like, like the, the some of the visuals that she got and some of the shots that she got, amazing they're really inventive they're pretty they're amazing. really cool and props to damien Gennardi, who was the oh yeah assistant dp uh for when maria had acting duties right with me. um yeah it's a mind trip of a film i get to go to portland next weekend for our big northwest premiere screening i'm really excited for and that you're gonna have so much yeah fun it's that. a portland shot movie with a portland cast and crew and right. i feel like a, like a homegrown audience is gonna be a lot of fun good my twin brother is gonna be in attendance as well i should just send him up for the q a Yes. Right? Ben. Wouldn't that be funny? Yes. You guys need to dress in the exact same thing and send him up and he can be like, uh, I don't uh, know. Uh, like. What? What was, what was the most challenging part of this film that you, uh, uh the acting. The. <laughs> speaking of challenging films. Speaking of challenging films. Which actually, I think if I read this right, Hugh Jackman said <clears throat> that this was the most difficult he is on record as saying this was the most of the difficult of the X Men movies he's ever done. He had ever done both, uh, emo- both emotionally and physically. Right, and so. those of you who have seen it know why. It is, of course, 
Logan. Logan. Uh, written and directed by James Mangold, starring, of course, Hugh Jackman as Logan and pulling double duty, actually. As That's Weapon right. X, as Weapon X twenty four, it's um, like the Parent Trap with way more gore, with a lot of blood. Um, Patrick Stewart, <laughs> of course, comes back as Charles Xavier. Uh, we have a great supporting cast, including yeah. Stephen Merchant playing Caliban. That of, was really surprising. Yeah, you have uh, Boyd Holbrook, who played uh, Donald Pierce, who's the leader of the Reavers, and brand newcomer. Daphne Keene, who plays Laura oh, slash X-23, and she so good. is fucking amazing. So good. Um, and other than that, that's really the top build cast. Yeah. We have um, a case where you have one director who happened to also be the writer. James Mangold also directed the previous Wolverine film entitled The Wolverine. Ah, uh, wasn't so- that one really crappy? It wasn't crappy. It was just where most of these comic book movies fail in the third act. Oh, um, okay. It's set Wolverine in Japan, and mm. so you have like the whole Yakuza Silver Samurai storyline, which right. is really good. That's right. Like, and then God. they just screwed the pooch with the Silver Samurai. They turned him into a robot, and it was oh. this whole fucking lame thing. Anyway, um, it's not a terrible movie. It's, it's, <laughs> it's it is what it is. It's like okay, whatever. Trust me, I've been through worse. All right, give the the IMDb. The IMDb synopsis for Logan, 2017. Mm -hmm. Uh, In the near future, a weary Logan cares for an ailing Professor X somewhere on the Mexican border. However, Logan's attempts to hide from the world and his legacy are upended when a young mutant arrives pursued by dark forces. Pursued by the dark crystal. The Dementors are after this girl. (laughs) She stole something from Hogwarts school. not Harry Potter. Not Harry Potter. But Um, it does have Patrick Stewart. Yes. Of the Starship Enterprise. Um, So total, before we launch into this, um, my friend and actually manager, Xavier, said, he's like, oh, I need to listen to your podcast about the about logan because i don't know anything about marvel i'm like whoa, whoa. okay wait a minute no wait like he doesn't know anything about marvel, marvel he said period? that he's seen like maybe three marvel movies including the x-men movies he's seen black panther i know that that okay that's one yep that's what that's that's <laughs> yes. that's what i know so he's like oh yeah i need to listen to you guys talk about this because i don't know much about marvel Man. so this is this is one of those movies where again you can't really like just drop into it yeah you need to at least watch i don't know x-men 2 yeah i'd say x2 just because it has Maybe so much even to do days with of future past i would say if you're going to watch you're right if you're going to watch two of the wolverine actually make it three i would make okay. it you're right with x2 yep which came out in 2003 i believe oh my um, God. days of future past which is 2014 yep and go back a year maybe to the wolverine which i believe was 2013 okay um not necessarily in that order, but at least you'll like, get a good yeah. fleshed out version of Wolverine in this timeline of right. stories. I feel like I have to start with my obsessive, <laughs> hawkish watch of Hugh Jackman's career over literally the last 19 years. <laughs> because right. the original X-Men movie directed by Brian Singer came out in 2000. Uh-huh. And in 99, they announced the casting uh-huh. for Wolverine, which was originally Russell Crowe. Right. He dropped out, I think, to do a shitty movie after he made Gladiator, which was called Proof of Life. So once Crow dropped out, they yeah. hired this other Aussie actor named Hugh Jackman. I'm like, who the f- fuck is Hugh Jackman? <laughs> Just a humble slum dog sitting in the chair of a millionaire. 
And so I start looking him up on what was then the fairly new internet mm-hmm. uh, back in 99. Back in 99. I hopped on my the DSL. Days of Tamagotchi <laughs> and MapQuest. And I think Justin and Brittany were together. That's right. And so much. And Y2K. Let's Y2K. forget about the big Y2K. Let's not forget. And how much money a lot of people made. Never forget. Complete fucking notes. Although, where, where were you for Y2K? I was at home. Yeah? <laughs> right on. Yeah. Was your mom prepared? No. What? No. I That's know. weird. So my mom, okay, so she we're has going off topic. We're going so off we are, topic. But it's all So there's now. that whole the big one for the West Coast, that <laughs> yep. big earthquake that's it's supposed coming. to happen. My mom is so prepared. So like there's there's uh rubber bands over all of the cupboards. You yep. have to take off the rubber band in order to get something out. Yep. Everything has been strapped to the walls. Mm-hmm. She's got this mm-hmm. massive earthquake kit that is for more than one person. So at any rate, but no, she didn't do anything for Y2K. I think she thought it was just nonsense. I Interesting. Think. Yeah. Maybe if anything, she, you know, bought an extra box of kudos bars, <laughs> but that's probably it. I was playing computer games with uh, my twin brother and our friends. Mm-hmm. And that was it. Like and then a, all of a sudden it was like it was like a twelve oh, hour session it? and like midnight oh. crossed like while we were all playing Counter Strike and we're mm-hmm. like oh I guess that was nothing. I have an excellent idea. Let's change the subject. I go back to when Hugh Jackman was cast. I looked him up just to see what the fuck he was all about. Right, theater guy. Has right. done a lot of musicals, apparently, and I'm like, and he's what six three, six yeah. four, something like Which, that. Which in the comics, Logan he's not is very tiny. tall. He's like five six. He's like Ron Jeremy the Hedgehog yeah. with blades coming he's out of like his hands. He's like a little tiny burly. Yes. Yeah, he's like a, a little ball muscly animal. Yeah, you know, and they cast this lanky Australian musical theater actor. Right. Like what the Basically fuck? Basically the exact opposite of yeah. what you would think you would want to cast. And so I bugged my friends. They they happened to have a copy of Hugh Jackman's performance in Oklahoma with the London National Theater. Oh yeah. Which was really good. It's amazing. It's the way Oklahoma should be done every time and always. Right. Essentially. It's, which it's just that good. a dark show. It's a very dark like, show. Like if you haven't seen Oklahoma, this is flying right over your head. Right. Then look yes. it up on YouTube. Like watch the London National Theater. It's a 1998 production. Like there's a line where Curly basically says to the guy that he doesn't really care for is like maybe you should kill yourself. Maybe you should use this rope to maybe hang yourself maybe, so I can so uh, go, I can on, a go date on a date with the girl that you like. Yeah. Maybe you should just do that. I'd like to get in her box social. <laughs> I have some barn raising to do with my own. <laughs> oh, hey. Um, put a bright golden haze on her meadow. Oh, oh no! no! <laughs> Corn is as high as an elephant. Okay. Alright. All right, Back enough. on track. So, so, the movie comes out. Logan. He does a good job. God and bless now, it, Hugh Jackman, when, this, when Logan comes out, he'll have been playing this role for 17 years. That's insanity. Which is fucking crazy. The only other people that have done that are soap opera stars. And only... <laughs> Those are the only other people. <laughs> okay, so... He's been playing this role for 17 years. It's really, it's very humbling to see his physical transformation from the first X-Men movie to this one. Oh my God. Especially from X1 to X2, because he's like, he's kind of lanky and skinny in the first one, but then in X2, he's like, like jacked. He's a brick house. And then from then on, he started uh, making all these other solo movies. He did Van Helsing. He did all these other sort of takeoffs. And he is now a massive box office draw. Right. So much so that our next podcast is going to be The Greatest Showman. So we're sort of in this weird Hugh Jackman thread, but getting I'm out of 
fine with that. I haven't let's, seen Greatest Showman Let's yet. make the next two with Benedict Cumberbatch, <laughs> and the next two after that with, you know, John Mulaney. Like, that's fine Sets. with me. Like the skinnier, dark-haired ones. Well, you know, why do you think what? I keep asking you to dye your hair dark? <laughs> Wait, why did you marry me? You're, you know... Seriously, turn the mic off. Why did you marry me? Oh my god. The, mi- the mic's off. It's because you're funny. You married me because I'm funny? Yeah, and you can sing. I can't. <laughs> I'm funny and I can you're sing. You're basically, if John Mulaney I do and have Hugh a Jackman had a red-headed baby, that's you. <laughs> We're not focusing. We're not focusing. We're all over the place. We have so much to edit out. Uh, no, I have so, much, have so to much to edit, edit out. out. Um, so here we are. We are. Uh, this is actually set in the year 2029. And for those of you who have seen Days of Future Past, right. this is set in that same timeline. This okay. is not the original... X-Men, Brian Singer timeline. This is right. after the Days of Future Past reset. Right. So the Last Stand never happened. Basically when they fix everything because right. Last Stand was right awful. Yes. So again, pretty great synopsis. Logan is living on the Mexican border. Uh, mutants are scarce and that is uh, the reason why is revealed later on in the movie. An important thing to note too is that Logan is starting to notice that his powers are basically not working as yes, well anymore. because the adamantium in his bones is actually poisoning him and killing him from the inside out. Right. Uh, a mutant hasn't been born in 25 years because, actually because of corn syrup. Um, corn syrup Wait, in- really? Yeah. Did you not catch I that? I did not catch so that. So in this movie... What? Yeah, yeah. So Dr. Rice uh, engineered corn syrup. He put it into cereals, into drinks to suppress the mutant X gene, which is why mutants have not been born. My jaw is yeah, dropped man. So now. Professor Xavier has to be sort of sequestered in this iron prison, essentially, that Wolverine is holding him in because, spoilers... Later on in the movie, it is revealed that Xavier accidentally killed all the X-Men. So everyone's sort of living on the Mexican border, away from everybody else. Logan kind of has a secret death wish. Um, again, his powers aren't working correctly. Mm-hmm. And he his goal is to, to buy a boat, essentially. What? I don't understand that whole thing. I was like, you're taking a person who it's... has to be in a wheelchair right. on a boat? Right. Like, the first time I saw it, I was like, <clears throat> yeah, sure, they want to get away. Yeah. But then I was like, why are they living on a boat? That's so, it's not even a houseboat. Mm. Wheelchairs um, on a boat don't really go well. Wheelchairs on a boat <laughs> don't go well. So uh, all that is upended when this lady tracks down Wolverine. Who, mm-hmm. She calls him Wolverine and says, I need your help. Right. Uh, seeking help asylum for her daughter because the Reavers, which are a group of human. Re- Reavers? Reavers, which are a group of cybernetically enhanced humans used to hunt down mutants. Oh. They are looking for an escaped uh, one of their escaped genetically engineered mutants who right. also happens to be the genetic daughter of Wolverine. Right. So we're off and running. What did you think? I fucking love this movie. I know you Like, do. I cannot praise it highly enough. You know, and I know we're on sort of a comic book binge as far as like we did Thor last time and right. we're lacing into Logan to yes. lace into Greatest Showman. Ooh. But I wouldn't even classify this as a comic book movie. I mean, technically it is because it technically, has, yes. It, it's but, about the X-Men and it's about one right. of the X-Men. But the, the feel and the tone of the movie is more of a Western it's more of like even more of like an, an Akira Kurosawa movie where it's it has a very specific tone yeah. in that it is so heavy on story. It's also rated R. So yes. the violence the violence when the violence goes off, it fucking goes 
off. I have people never lose seen heads. They so lose limbs. So many people stabbed in the temple. Oh my god! Like, but it's also earned. It's not just violence for the sake of violence. No. Like you really get to see the brutality of what Wolverine was created for, essentially. Right. And James Mangle commented on this. He said, "When when you get an R rating, you don't have to cater to holding." the attention of a child who's in the movie theater. Right. You can let moments stretch on. You can let it breathe. You right. can take your time. And this is, I think, the second... So Quentin Tarantino will never do will a PG-13 no. movie. <laughs> ever. 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 It's because like, that man no. loves his dialogue. His movies would be maybe if 35 like minutes talking long. and extreme violence, not only will you like Quentin Tarantino's movies, but you will love <laughs> this movie. It, again, it's more of a Western than anything... Uh, it just has that feel and that tone. It's it's very violent. There are some humorous moments in it, too. Yes. Uh, Hugh Jackman gives maybe the performance of his career thus far, in my opinion. Have you seen Swordfish lately? <laughs> you gotta see the irony in that, Senator. Have you seen someone like you? Have you like seen <laughs> Kate and Leopold? Hello. I love Kate I and Leopold. I love Kate and Leopold, too. I fucking love Kate and Leopold. If you haven't I tried I saw Marjorie that with my yet, twin brother. Did you really? In the theater. Oh, yeah. my God. It was a bro date, and we fucking loved it. I saw Sisterhood of Traveling Pants with my brother, Jordan. Yeah? And we were both like, well, that was equally underwhelming. <laughs> that was... Um, it's, it's tragic. It's written as as Hugh Jackman's last uh, yeah. outing as Wolverine, which yeah. was like, and I remember seeing it in the theater with you. It's like, it's the end of an era. You're talking about the better part of two decades. Yes. When with I this was guy in, playing the role. And like, I love like comic book movies. Yeah. I love them. Yeah. Like, I was not expecting to be so emotionally hit sure. with it. I cried like three times yeah. when we saw this in the theater. Because it's it's truly, much like the Karate Kid, which you didn't care for. I didn't care there for. Is a, there are much deeper uh relationships happening yes especially the dynamics between fathers and sons which you have between xavier and logan fathers and daughters right um i also have to really give honorable mention to not only daphne Keene but to patrick stewart i'm professor charles xavier who he lost a ton of weight to prep for the role he plays an ailing uh almost it's almost like he has dementia yeah he does and it's like it's the point where Wolverine is almost embarrassed for yeah. him, you know? Like, you you see a lot of, like, parents as they get old, like, sometimes put in hospice care and stuff right. like that or put in a home because, like, you, you can't really deal with what they're going through. Right. And so they're more of a burden. And so Xavier's kind of commenting. I'm like, oh, you're just waiting for me to die. And he's... Patrick Stewart is so heartbreakingly good. And it's Xavier's last right. appearance in these movies, too. And yeah. the way that they sent him out is not only it's it's not underwhelming but it is surprising because you're talking it made about me mad no well it may it may be sad more than anything and not the fact that they did it that way right. but like you're talking about the most powerful mind in the yes. world charles xavier charles xavier the who founder is the, of the x right exactly the and person he that goes was out the like advocate. that yeah. you know i thought it was a really bold choice it is and the fact and the way that they did it made xavier think not up until the very end, but he made it think that Logan was actually the one who who ended up killing him. Right. Because Xavier's like, you're just waiting for me to die, and all, and Logan's like, shut up. And so there's a moment where you see in Xavier's eyes where he, he thinks that Wolverine actually kills him. Right. And when, and then Logan, when Logan has Logan, to convince yeah. him, and I think they got it, like, yeah, he, yeah, he was yeah. able to convince him. Yeah, yeah, yeah before he died but um just incredibly bold choices it's a heartbreakingly good movie yeah um what was something that stuck out to you 
was Daphne Keene, man. Uh, She's so uh, goddamn good in this how movie. How old is she oh, even? I have to look this and up And I now. love to... Okay, so I'm going to jump in on yours. Yeah, I hope ahead. that's okay. Go ahead. So for Daphne, what I loved is that the fact that she has the same powers as Logan does. Yeah. Which is that, you know, she's got these retractable claws. She's insanely strong. She, you know, if, if you shot her with a bullet, she could push the bullet out, whatever. Yeah, she has the same powers as... as right. She has the same regenerative powers right. that Logan does. Right. But what was cool and actually... Xavier commented on this is that she also had a blade that could come out of her foot. Yeah. And that usually actually in the wild when there's the lioness, they use their front claws for hunting and they use their back claws for defense. Yes. So that's something that I thought was really cool. Like yeah. just a nice little way to like they they made her unique. <laughs> yeah. But still have the same powers as yeah. as Logan. Yeah. So I and, thought that was really cool. And X twenty three is actually a, a character in a series of Wolverine comics. Oh. And based on this storyline specifically, James Mangold used the the old man Logan mm-hmm. comics um, to show Wolverine in his old age out for one last adventure, essentially. So they drew a lot off of that comic book series. Mm-hmm. To answer your question, Daphne Keene was between eleven and twelve. Oh my god! When they, when they filmed this, she's an incredible actress, yes. and she has like, almost no dialogue. I can't wait to see what she does as she grows older. Yeah, like she's amazing. And clearly, she had a stunt double in this movie, but still, it's a very, it's a very visceral role, right. very physical, very vocal. But she has almost no actual dialogue. And I love too that they made <laughs> that character Hispanic. Yes, that was wonderful. Yeah. I loved yeah. that. That's actually what got her the role Mm -hmm. and this sort of bridges into trivia a little bit but during her audition yeah she asked the director if she could improvise her lines Uh so hugh jackman and james mango were like sure okay okay so there's that scene where where they're in the truck after wolverine goes to the doctor Uh and she's like yelling at him in spanish and hitting him and shit like that Mm -hmm. that's actually what she did in the audition really she just started yelling spanish as fast and as furiously as she could and and Hugh couldn't get a line in. Like he was just getting so like, like shut up, like I'm not, t-, you know. And so that's actually what happened in wow. her audition process. Wow, good for and you, girl. And I got her to roll, man. Hey, so, dude. Bold choices, guys. Bold Fucking, but even if you choices. don't book it, get in there and do what the fuck you feel like. Start doing. rambling in Spanish. <laughs> exactly. That will get you the role. When in doubt, just yell in Spanish. In a language yep. that you can speak well. <laughs> that is not English. That is not English. <laughs> so before you go to your next audition, learn a second language. Get Duolingo. Become it's a great fluent. App. Right. Uh, anyways, great. Yes. So uh, she's wonderful. Yes, she's fucking amazing. Yes. What did you think? I I just like you said. I I honestly forgot how graphic and yeah. brutal this movie is. Yeah. Like, and again, <clears throat> it's not even necessarily like. Uh, tons of blood squirting everywhere or anything yeah. like that but just like man some of those kills yeah. are quick and they do yeah. not hold anything back so if you have a weak stomach <clears throat> or you do not like violent movies don't, don't, watch, don't this. watch this not that I would think that you would but don't let anyone persuade you to go see this <laughs> I thought that the bad guy the younger guy Donald Pierce yes yeah. Donald Pierce he reminded me of a very creepy Macaulay Culkin. Oh yeah, I could see that. You know, I, I was like, that. Uh, he just <laughs> so that made me even more creeped out okay. by him. Um, <laughs> yeah, I loved it. Like yeah. I, I love these movies. Like I, I love Doctor Strange. I love Captain America. I love Avengers. I love Guardians of the Galaxy. Like, would you bridge this movie in with those? Because I don't. I, I I hold it almost completely separate from any of like the tent pole. I think it is a more artistic take on this kind of character. Yes. It is not your feel good, <clears throat> funny jokes and punch. 
type of a thing. It's an artistic comic book movie. It is. Making it not really a comic I book mean, movie. it's not even, like, I feel <laughs> like even some of the Christopher Nolan Batman movies are less difficult to handle than this. Yeah. You know, it's like, and those are pretty dark. Yeah. Those are pretty dark. Very much. Um, And this was just even more intense than that. Yeah. Um, So, but I love like hero, superheroes have always stuck out to me. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, no, I loved it. And I thought it was, you know, for somebody that, like you said, we've seen for 17 years, we've seen this character, you know, for so long (laughs) and has gone through so much. Yeah. And just to see his story end in that way was so poetic yeah. and so sad and but then also too and again more spoilers just to see that a new wave of mutants yeah. was coming and yeah. that that was an option although now i want to warn them don't ever eat hostess oh yeah because <laughs> uh, you'll die right uh so yeah i i loved it um i thought that it was interesting for um xavier because i remembered in uh days of future past how he really wanted to be a human. He yeah. didn't want to exercise any of his powers yeah. and he would self-medicate yeah. in order to just kind of shut everything out yeah. and how this is the complete 180, <clears throat> how he's being medicated so that he can't use his powers. Right. And he would want he wants nothing more than to be able to communicate with the outside world and to use his powers even though he knows there's a chance that he could kill someone. Yeah. Yeah. And I just thought that was a really interesting turn. Um, and I, I totally agree with you that there were so many levels in terms of like a commentary on watching our parents age, yeah. commentary on knowing that you yourself are mortal and will be you know, passing away. Yeah. Um, and also to the political commentary on treating these mutants so yeah. poorly. I mean, like if you were to release this movie now, now oh my like Lord. it would, it would hit even harder. <laughs> I think in that regard with, with, the policies that this current administration have against yes immigrants, immigrants. even those claiming asylum right um, even those that are that are here so and they evil. were born here yeah. are being you know anyways yeah so uh we had, a, we had a pizza delivery guy here in new york city who was arrested by ice agents after he delivered a pizza to a house in brooklyn i think are you serious and they called ice on this guy had him arrested and I'm like, are your streets really safer with one less pizza one less, delivery guy? That means you're getting your pizza. And we had pizza tonight. But, I don't know. You know. Um, I was gonna ask you a question though. Did <laughs> they say how his daughter was created? How X twenty three was created? Yeah, like did they get his sperm somehow? Yeah, I mean, I I don't remember if they did like blood uh, genetic things. Yeah, or I'm something. pretty sure all the kids were naturally born. I don't think they were harvested. So it was it was more on the line of like genetic manipulation okay. while in the womb. Okay, which is what I which is what I I thought to understand. So like a test tube baby, but then put into. I will a say belly. that's right. Exactly. That's something that's really like that. kind of the one place where the movie drags yeah, a little bit. Yeah, I was a little bit you, unclear. But you have to get all this exposition out of the way right. like here's what these people are doing it's wrong this is where your daughter your genetic daughter came from please help them get to this place essentially. right but it's like this eight minute video of like this internment camp of grow for growing right. mutants for essentially growing harvesting mutants. Yeah. mutants in a controlled environment yeah and which sort of leads us up to who wolverine has to fight in this movie not yeah. only the reavers but he has to fight a version of who he was essentially. Yeah. There's that shot where Weapon X Wolverine yes. comes down the stairs. I knew you were gonna say and Wolverine that. Wolverine is standing and Logan is standing at the base of the stairs 
and and the sh- it's one continuous oh, shot it's and he so walks good because Hugh Jackman's playing both roles and the, and the young weapon X walks around old man Logan just like looking at him because he clearly like recognizes something right. in him right like you're one of us but you're old and you're weird and I'm gonna go go now you know <laughs> But then you have, and then through two two or three different parts in the movie, you have Old Man Logan facing off against mm-hmm. the pinnacle of what Weapon X is right. and was. Like, who Wolverine was created to be, which was a maddening, insane killing yeah. machine. Yeah. So the fact that Hugh Jackman had to play both parts. Yeah. And if you look at the makeup oh and, my like, the God. physicality, how yes. much, like, he probably had to work out, like, three times as much to, get, to play Weapon X. Right. Um, and there's also little subtle hints of how they modeled the Weapon X Wolverine after, like, uh, Sabretooth because his hair is kind of buzzed his short. Sabretooth. Uh, essentially, Wolverine's mortal enemy. Um, oh, okay. He was in X-Men origins played by Leif schreiber oh. he was in the first x-men movie i don't but they were both in the weapon x program okay great essentially great um but his hair's like buzz short he's just he's this more animal killing machine than right. anything but that's who wolverine is had he not like met the x-men right essentially right so i thought that was really clever how you have old man logan facing off against who he was mm-hmm. formerly in another life mm-hmm. um so that's something i also really enjoyed yeah so in terms of, I totally agree. Daphne yeah. was incredible. Like yeah. that's what really stuck out to me this time around. Like she's amazing, and I cried again. Yeah, man, it's sad. It's just so sad, and it's so <sighs> great though. The last shot of the movie is just such Ugh. a perfect end. It is, and there's no post credit scene in this movie either. No. So that's it. Yeah, you're done. That's fucking it, man. Yep. And in an age where we're so used to post credit scenes with 19 Marvel movies threaded into yep. Infinity War. All of which are great. I'm not saying you have to see all of sure, them, but, but this is not in the same vein. Because I remember to... we waited. Yeah, we did. Just we in waited case. just in case there was an just Easter egg, case. and I was kind of glad there wasn't. Yeah, it was nice to be like, okay, we're done. We can yeah. we can put that to bed. Yeah. So she she uh, buries Logan. She bur- she buries her dad. Yeah, Logan there's... dies if you didn't yeah. guess okay. that. Spoilers. If uh, <laughs> if you don't know that, then why are you listening? Why are you listening? Um, she buries Logan, and they put this wooden cross at the at the head of his grave, mm-hmm. and then she starts to walk away towards this paradise they're headed to, this right. Eden. Then she comes back. Which I and love, she... by the way, that Eden is Canada. <laughs> <laughs> it is now. And it is it now. It is now, folks. Please help us. And then she til- she comes back and she tilts the cross over on its side, which makes an X. Yeah. And then the camera just pans in, dollies in. But you get this great shot of the X at the head of of Wolverine's grave, and that's it. Yeah. Like, it just ends. And I feel like that was as much of an emotional punch in the gut as the rest of the movie. Oh, my gosh. And that yeah. it was an ending. You yeah. know, I'm like, oh, my God, he's done. Like Literally, he, he is like, dead. He's dead. Wolverine right. is dead. And he, he was finally able to experience that. And if you watched the Wolverine, it, I think it's a deleted scene. I don't, I don't know if it's a, it's a, if it's a part of the movie, but she's talking to Wolverine about how she knows how he's going to die. Right. And it's super cryptic, but she said you're going to die with your chest ripped open, holding your own heart in your hand. Right. And in this movie, Wolverine is impaled on this tree trunk, but. They successfully kill Weapon X, but he's already like he's already he's, dying he's now. He's dying. clearly on his way out. Yeah, and so it it ends with his chest essentially burst wide open by this tree trunk, but he's holding his daughter's hand, which implies holding your own heart right. in your hand. 
Right. And Mangold alluded to that years ago before he even wrote the script to this movie. Okay, so one thing I wanted to ask you about, because yeah. there's one line, and I was curious what you thought about it. Because mm-hmm. so as he's as he's passing away, he says his last words are, oh, so this is what it feels like. Yeah. So I wanted to know if you thought that if he was saying, oh, this is what it feels like, if he's talking about love for his daughter, like feeling love for a child, or if he was saying... I'm finally dying because he's essentially been killed so many times and hasn't died. Right. So was, do you think that it was, or was it something else completely? What do you think that line meant? In my meant? opinion, it was the latter. The it latter. Was, it was like, oh, this is what it feels, because in his prime, when he took a hit or took a wound, oh yeah, he healed in seconds. Right. You know, so he's never felt the life draining out of him. Right. You know, and so like, I, and what I imagine what death might feel like, the, right. the, the, the process of like your body leaving your body, down. you know, yeah. your body is shutting down, but you're also leaving it at the same right. You're consciously leaving it. Right. And so I think since this takes place in the days of future past timeline, mm-hmm. he was very deeply in love with Jean Grey. That's already been established. I mm-hmm. think he, he was. Jean well, and that's Grey. why I was curious because since this is his daughter. <laughs> yes. So I thought that might've A been, different kind of love. It's a different deeper, kind of love. I think, but you know, and he was able to share that moment because I want to say he, there was kind of a, not a scoff, but like sort of a lighthearted light. Oh, this, like this is what it feels like? Was there a smile in his oh, face? Oh, 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 okay. You know? okay. So he, like there was some I levity was, to it as well. I kind of thought it was the latter, but I was curious yeah. what you thought. In my opinion, it's, it's okay. him dying. Finally experiencing death. At any rate, this is an incredible movie. Yes. Like... It's a good movie in and of itself. Mm-hmm. It's not, again, I wouldn't even designate it as like a Marvel or a comic book. I And it made me sad just to say goodbye to that character because yeah. we grew up with that. Yeah. We grew up with that character. 17 years, guys. Yeah. That's half my life. Yep. Uh, Shall we get into trivia here? Yeah, let's get some trivia. Right. I want to, I kind of want to see if I can find some good trivia for you just in general about yeah. Wolverine and see if you can catch it. Have at it. Let's, right. uh, let's cue the trivia music. Cue the trivia music. How much, uh, and I think I just mentioned this, how much weight do you think Patrick Stewart lost to play Charles? Did you say 20 pounds? Yeah. Well, 21. 21. 21 pounds because uh, Hugh Jackman had to carry him a So lot then Hugh Jackman gained that 21 pounds in I'm muscle. I'm sure he did. He ate a small village of chicken right. uh, to gain that back. But Hugh Jackman carries Xavier around a lot. He does. Um, oh God, and I also, uh, before I forget, I have to reference the scene where Charles is in bed before he gets stabbed. Pause the trivia music. Pause the trivia. This beautiful monologue that Xavier has mm. about how he doesn't deserve. He's like, this is the best day I've had in years, but I don't right. deserve it because of what I've done. Beautiful moment that like the Oscar moment for Patrick it Stewart. Is. And they have that discussion at the dinner table as well about the type right. of school that Xavier used to run. Yes, that's right. Yes. Speaking Aww. of which. Okay, what? start up trivia music. There we go. Speaking of improvisation, what scene do you think was improv in the movie? There was an improv scene in the mm-hmm. movie? I just referenced it. Oh, the one where she's uh, yelling at him in the car. No. Oh. It's actually the dinner table scene. The final dinner that table was... scene in the movie. Really? All of that talk about the school <gasps> was improvised because they shot everything they needed to and James Mangle's like, like, make something up, you know. And then they started just riffing on like, yeah, he used to he used to run this school and I was oh, a student. Wow. And yeah, so and they ended up leaving it in because it was just so goddamn good. Hugh Jackman. <laughs> so Hugh Jackman had to induce dehydration. For a certain amount of time. What? Because he would look a certain way. Oh. How long do you 
you think he went without water? 24 hours. I, I do that on a daily basis. <laughs> um, three days? No, a little less. That's okay. Two days? Two days. Oh, God! 48 hours. Like, he's telling people, like, yeah, don't, please don't do that. Don't do but, this. So, they did a, a really interesting trick about when Xavier's having his psychic attacks. Uh-huh. Um, how Wolverine moves slowly through space. Yes, right. How do you think they did that? I literally just thought that he just moved slowly and they just <laughs> shook the camera or made the thing move. Like, I don't think that... Well, they, they did that in a couple of ways. They, uh, they, the way they did the effect was that they used uh, shaky cam and mm -hmm. filmed it that way. Right. <clears throat> but then in post-production, they used something to stabilize the shot. Uh-huh. So that's how they did the camera work. But Hugh Jackman actually had a rope around his waist and had two guys pulling on it. Really? Because he wanted he to wanted really that struggle moving Interesting. Space, which could have really, like, hurt his back. Yeah, but... that well, <clears throat> he's done worse things. Right. that's true. How many times do you think Wolverine smiles in this movie? Twice. Once? How many times? Three times. Three times. Three times a lady. <laughs> there's, and, uh, there's actually a musical theater reference to Hugh Jackman in this movie. Really? It's actually a background. What? Did you catch it? No! So there's a scene where uh, they stop, and uh, I want to say it's when the three of them stop along the side of the Rocket. highway. Rocket. Rocket. You're going to set the cord. We're gonna... Rocket. <laughs> Hi, bud. Are you warm? You can't You can't do that. You have to stay <coughs> in one place. So right. there is a musical theater reference in this movie. Uh, it's when Xavier and uh, Logan and X-23 stop to help the horses. There's a sign in the background. No that tells way. Tells them what state they're in. <laughs> and it says Oklahoma. It says Oklahoma. Oh my god. <laughs> That's insanity. Which I don't think is an accident, in my opinion. That's funny. I don't think it's an accident. <laughs> Ooh, that's a good one. Okay, go ahead. I guess this isn't really like a trivia thing. I don't know if you can answer this, but okay. at the beginning of the movie, Charles is like ranting and raving about how uh, they're going to come for you at the Statue of Liberty. And Wolverine's like, Statue of Liberty was a long time ago. You know, what You know what are you talking about? Uh -huh. Because in the first X-Men movie, they fought on the Statue of Liberty, if you remember that. Nope. Oh, I really? Never, I never saw the first one. What? I never saw the stop, first one. Stop, stop. Stop. I never saw What? I never saw What do you mean you never saw the first X-Men movie? Never saw the Wait, first Wait, you one. just jumped into X2? Yeah. What the fuck? I did, I just... Megan! What? Let's point those claws of yours in a safer direction. It's a better movie! It is a better movie because it's the sequel <laughs> and they had more money. Oh my god! Yeah. You never saw the first X-Men movie? No. So wait, so let's go back in this recording where I'm like trying to describe the first X-Men movie and Hugh Jackman's look and you're like, yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. Well, I remember seeing pictures of oh, that stuff. God. Oh, you're making a fool out of me. I'm not. So anyways, I guess spoilers for Megan, at the end of the first X-Men movie, they fight on top of the Statue of Liberty. Okay. And Charles is like, oh, they're coming for you at the Statue of Liberty, Logan. And uh, <laughs> it was like, ah, Statue of Liberty is a long time ago, Professor. What are you talking about? <laughs> and then the hotel in the movie is actually called Liberty. So I noticed that. Yes. So there's a there's some uh, there's a there's a few little Easter eggs like that. I noticed that. Okay, yeah. so these ones are for you. Okay. To see if you <laughs> get it. What is Wolverine's real name? James Howlett. Shit. Yep, that's right. 
Um, how tall is Wolverine? How tall? I don't know exactly. I'm gonna say five five. Oh, well, that's mm-hmm. close. Five, He's six. shorter than that. Oh, five four. Five three. Oh wow. Five yeah. three. He's Oof. only five three. Man. How old about is Wolverine? Let's see. I'm gonna say he's around. Say he's around two hundred. No. Really? Not that old? Mm-mm. Really? One hundred fifty. Around a hundred. Around a hundred. Really? He's only around a hundred years old. Cause I I guess I look at like the X Men movie canon and they have them go back in a lot of like different wars and stuff like that and I uh-huh. thought, I thought the War for Independence was a part of that. Oh. But maybe I was wrong. What sport? does wolverine love what sport what sport does wolverine love <clears throat> hockey yes this is obscene that you know all of this <laughs> okay and then last but not least how does he actually die in the comics this is a hard one man i saved I just, this one for last i just read old man logan but i don't think the version that i read he died in uh-huh I don't know. I don't know how he does it. Um, so, in the death of Wolverine, yeah. in that comic specifically, he saved dozens of test subjects at the Weapon X facility hmm. by breaking open a large container of adamantium. A- adamantium. That's what he has in his yeah, body. That's his bone. Um, in its liquid form. Oh. The adamantium covered him from head to toe, and as it began to cool, it hardened, yeah. leaving Wolverine unable to move or breathe, suffocating him. Wow. And they they make that known in X two, which you've seen because you haven't seen the first one. When I they say can't when you're you. trying to when you're trying to break it down to its raw liquid form, you have to keep it hot. Right. Because once it cools, it stays it's that stay, way. Right. You know? Exactly. Wow. That yeah. Would have been interesting. So that's how he dies yeah. in the comics. Anyways, um, so that's it. That's it, man. Watch this movie. I mean, really, it's just yeah. a good goddamn movie. Like, just if you don't, it. if you're just like, I don't understand comic books, you you're gonna hate to. this. You're gonna hate this movie. If you don't you get to. comic books, oh, you don't think you I need to like comic to. books? Well, I think comic books are a part of it in the sense that it's sort of the world they live in. But since this is like a post X Men era movie, mm-hmm. in the sense that there's there hasn't been a mutant born in 25 years, the X-Men are dead. Right. You don't really need to understand all of that. Right. I feel like it's it can sort of stand on its own as it's as as an adventure. Yeah. You know? It helps if you like comic book movies to like yeah. this. Just know that this is not your typical no. comic book movie. This is not Brian Singer's this is, X-Men. This, this is, is an exceptional movie. This is because it is the exception. Right. It's, it is violent. It is it is brutal. It's heartbreakingly good. Yes. There's some levity to it as well. Solid perform performances across the across the board. Mm-hmm. It's just the reason you like good movies. Yeah. You know? It's just a movie it's you watch. Epic and like, storytelling. Yeah, you know. It's, it's it just truly a good is. story. It really is. It's fantastic. That's it. And um, we know what's coming up next. Yes. For next week's. We're going to watch that right now, actually. Yes, we are. Anyways. Um, um, that's it. That's it, right? yeah. Thanks for listening. Oh, subscribe, share. Oh, and thank share. you to uh, Pippa, which Pippa is what we use to produce our podcast. Yes. They actually featured us on their Instagram, hashtag why we podcast. Thank you, guys. And um, we love working with them. If you are thinking about doing a podcast, this is going to be, I guess, our unofficial sponsor. Right. Uh, they didn't consent to this. Um, <laughs> if you're thinking about publishing a podcast and want to work with somebody that can help walk you through how to do things, yeah. use Pippa because yeah. they're wonderful people. They're amazing. Yes. In the meantime, subscribe, like, share, tell your friends about it. Did I just say share? Yes, not you like, did. Not like Sunny and Share. 
no. But share, you said share. Share all of it, you know, because that's how this grows. Uh, we'll be back uh, sort of on our Hugh Jackman... Uh, kick. Kick. But uh, other than that, we will see you guys next week for... The, the Greatest, greatest Showman. The Greatest. So tell me, do you want to go? Ladies and gents, this is a movie. <laughs> 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 <laughs>